0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Matt Splained. Um, If you could turn back time, if you could find a way. I'm not. No, I'm not doing this. I'm not. Happy to talk about aging today. Well, no, I am happy to talk about aging today, but I will not <laughs> quote share. I'm just not doing it, um, Matt. What's up? Two hundred episodes in, and you're feeling old.
1: Okay, I have to apologise for that. That was a really cheap shot. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I guess there's some serendipity in celebrating a milestone in the the number of episodes, and then having a show about age. Um, mm. So this actually comes from a a story we didn't have time to cover on the most recent uh, Weird Science episode a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And it was a story about various tests on, um, it related to various studies that have been done with mice over the past decade that have indicated that infusions of young blood can reverse some of the effects of aging in those mice. Mm Now. These are stories that have been widely reported uh, and actually the FDA in the US put an end to some of these tests with uh, with young blood, they weren't uh, following kind of ethical protocols. But despite the, uh, the results, and of course this ongoing interest, scientists were unable to come to any firm conclusions as to why that young blood might have this rejuvenating effect, Uh, of course, until now. So, uh, new research from a team at the University of Valencia, led by Consuela Boras, suggests that they may have uncovered the links. Uh, According to uh, uh, the piece in New Scientist, their research suggests that certain packages of RNA and proteins actually branch off in buds from certain cells and travel through our blood to other cells around the body.
0: So you're telling me, uh, essentially, they're transmitted?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's at times like this that I was better acquainted with cellular biology. Uh, And when (laughs) I say acquainted, I mean, had even some basic knowledge. So. If I've understood correctly, uh, these things are known as extracellular vesicles. Uh, The new scientist also mentions a study from the University of Pittsburgh last year that uh, suggests that these extracellular vesicles can help muscle tissue to regenerate in mice. Uh, Now, the same piece likens them to uh, a form of communication, kind of like an intravenous internet. Mm -hmm. The proteins and RNA that these buds carry can actually switch genes on and off and alter the behavior of the cells as they travel around that system. Uh, A bit like the description of CRISPR that I didn't give on last week's show.
0: (laughs) Um, So what kind of results did the uh, Spanish research show?
1: Well, they took fat stem cells from young and old mice and extracted the extracellular vesicles. These were then injected into old mice in two doses a week apart. Uh, There were three groups, one that received doses from young mice, another that received nothing but saline, and a third that uh, received doses from old rats. After a month, as you might expect, there was no change in the group that received that, that saline solution nor those that received uh, extracellular vesicles from older mice but Mm. in the group that received the young cells they exhibited improved motor function grip strength and the new scientist reports that they could also exercise for much longer
0: well that's interesting and and how permanent did the the, these uh, changes seem to be then
1: Well, the effects seem to have faded after a a couple of months. So the next test is to give the mice the cells on a monthly basis to see if it has any effect uh, in terms of extending their lifespan over this kind of broader range.
0: um, Are they confident that these tests will apply to humans just asking for a friend you know
1: yeah of course well i mean there's never any, uh, any certainty so consuela boras uh, has stated that they plan to do clinical trials with humans using dermal applications of the uh, extracellular vesicles uh-huh. they hope that they will prove effective against uh, conditions like pressure sores for people who are bedridden yeah. and they suspect that there may be some cosmetic uses for these treatments as well
0: oh. Okay. Uh, Well, that takes us into the broader topic for today, uh, which is the wider expanse of anti aging science.
1: Yeah, so anti-aging is an area where there's a huge overlap of real research and, of course, pseudoscience to Mm -hmm. the point where it can be hard to distinguish one from another. You know, people still spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to have their bodies or if they're on a budget, just their heads cryogenically frozen, uh, despite concerns that the freezing process destroys uh, so many of the body's cells that it would make it impossible to, to revive you no matter how good the technology gets. Uh, And there are always the, um, the folk tales and the the most likely untrue tales, you know, like the one about Rolling Stone, Keith Richards, which states Mm -hmm. that he owes some of his longevity to regular transfusions of young blood he once received at a Swiss clinic. Again, like I said, you know, probably false.
0: He lives on a ledge beyond the edge, that man, I swear. (laughs) Um, anyway, is longevity, you know, extend, extending our lifespans, um, the aim, do you think, of most of this research?
1: Well, I think that's something we should be clear about is something we have to clear up right now at the start this isn't about living forever while we know that some of the private funders of these biotech companies have expressed a desire to live until they're you know 120 uh, Mm -hmm. people like uh, paypal and palantir founder peter thiel uh, peter thiel rather the main thrust of the research is the idea of you know 90 is the new 50 it's more Mm. about extending that quality of life
0: And do you think that uh, this is partly because as a species, we're already living longer?
1: Partly, you know, better healthcare is extending lives in most developed nations. Uh, One of the downsides of that is that we live longer with infirmities and disabilities with Mm. long-term health conditions. Successful anti-aging therapies could actually stave off middle age and prolong it into your old age as well as finding ways to combat or prevent degenerative diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Uh, And as we'll detail as we go along, extending life is much more difficult than improving it. You know, Mm -hmm. if an organ fails, in some instances we can replace it, but the better scenario is to treat it early and prevent it failing in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, we do seem to have a, a finite limit as beings. There's only so much that... You can do before the system fails, and unfortunately, you die.
0: I feel as though this is a point where we're going to go off on a tangent uh, and end up in one of your uh, consciousness in a box kind of theories.
1: No, um, I, I think I'm the only lucky human that has a cloud consciousness, but um, <laughs> I, I do think that advances in uh, brain computer interfaces will eventually allow us to have our intelligence augmented by things like cloud processing. Um, Will we be a combined entity? I mean, that's that's probably unlikely. You know, that little Mm. computing chip will offload the heavy work and deliver the answer to your questions. But I don't think it will be part of you in that sense. You know, we did some uh, machine intelligence shows. I did them with Jeff a few years ago where I asked the question regarding machine sentience. You know, if you had a sentient machine on a chip in your brain, would you be one person or, or two? But I, I don't want to go into that too much today. Uh, as far as I'm aware, no one is really making any headway with the idea that you could upload someone's uh, memories or that essence of who they are as a way of, you know, extending their, their lifespan into their, their cloud in mm. some form.
0: Now, before we go into the science of anti-aging, because I know that's where we're going, let's take a look at the business side of it.
1: Sure. As I mentioned, you know, anti-aging is one of the those areas where there's a lot of pseudoscience. So it's often been regarded as, you know, a little bit fringe. But over the last decade or so, the science part of the industry has become a, a Silicon Valley darling. Uh, lots of companies, biotech startups have been raising hundreds of millions or even billions of dollars. Uh, Altos Labs, a biotech company that's uh, dedicated to cellular rejuvenation programming, launched at the start of this year, with uh, backing of three billion US dollars, which is absolutely enormous. Uh, investors in the company include uh, Jeff Bezos, we all know who he is, and mm-hmm. Yuri Milner, a venture capitalist and physicist whose company DST Global has invested, you know, across the board: Facebook, Stripe, Spotify, Alibaba, Airbnb, you know, all the all the big names. And he has also personally invested in the. DNA Analyzing Startup 23andMe. Uh, Altos Labs has embarked on a huge headhunting spree, signing up some of the top global talent in the field, including a number of Nobel Prize winners. And the company is building a a campus in Cambridge in the UK, and it's planning two further campuses in the US and uh, a a lot of ancillary research teams in Japan as well.
0: Uh, You mentioned uh, Peter Thiel earlier.
1: Yes yeah, so he's funded a, a variety of anti-aging projects probably the most no, uh, notable of which is uh, the Methuselah Foundation uh, of that's course. the one yes that's the one <laughs> with the mission to make uh, you know 90 the new 50 uh, and as someone who turns 50 this year, I really wish they'd chosen a younger number. I, I don't want to feel 50 forever. I, you know, I want to feel like I'm 30 again. Um, the the foundation is an incubator that funds the work of other companies, uh, including things like uh, 3D bioprinting, which, as you know, appeals mm-hmm. to me, you know, printing new tissue and organs. Um, uh, also, it looks into uh, – it's – funding research rather into senescent cells, so more of which later, uh, as well as uh, companies working with degenerative brain diseases and even technologies to match organ donors faster and more efficiently.
0: And then there's uh, Unity Biotechnology.
1: Yeah, so this is a Silicon Valley startup that raised over $100 million in uh, 2016. Uh, Again, investors included Teal and Bezos. Uh, They seem to be having some success with trials of drugs they're developing that flush out the senescent cells that cause aging. Now, they don't cause aging exactly, more of that after the break, but tests at the Mayo Clinic showed that the drug's did indeed flush out these uh, senescent cells in mice and improve their physical health and extend their lifespans. Uh, they have more than a dozen human clinical trials going on uh, into things as varied as osteoarthritis and Alzheimer's. The Unity co-founder, um, Ned David, uh, has hopes that treatments the company develops could eventually wipe out up to a third of human diseases in the developed world. Uh, I'm sure the rest of the world will be happy to hear of that wow. um incidentally uh, a lot of the background for today comes from a guardian article by ian sample called if they could turn back time which is why i got you to quote those horrible mm-hmm. words at the start mm-hmm. um links as usual in the show notes on the substack newsletter and on the culture pop website um and and finally um there's well not finally but we're we're going to mention as well uh, calico the california life company
0: That's the one that uh, Google founded.
1: Yeah, so they're reported to have invested as much as a billion dollars in the company, uh, which of course is now a subsidiary of Alphabet. Uh, We haven't seen any products from uh, Calico yet. I mean, Google likes to call it stuff stuff products, but according to its own website, the company is collaborating quite widely with uh, with teams at places like Harvard and MIT, and they're Mm -hmm. working on things like immunotherapy drug treatments, cancer, and neurological treatments, as well as tissue repair. By their own claim, they want to specialize in overlooked or unexplored areas of development, so there seems to be a broad correlation with the company's wider activities where data is that priority mm-hmm. so you know when you look at the whole sector this really is an area that would have been divided or classified as quack science not that long ago and as i said the quack science is still there uh, all too often advertising its wares on late night tv and social media but partly thanks to this influx of money um and also because of the the Breakthrough discoveries of dedicated researchers and tools like CRISPR. We're mm-hmm. making genuine progress towards that goal of living well and living for longer.
0: Well, you heard it. Uh, Matt's living his best life. Uh, more from the Senescent Guru after the break. You are, of course, tuned into Matt Splain here on BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: beyond frivolous mishmash BFM 89.9
0: BFM 89.9 The Business Station Welcome back to Matt's Plane, I'm Rich Bradbury Um, We're talking about ageing today No, um, it's not some late night TV get rich quick scheme that Matt cooked up, it's proper science, um now, you use the word senescence a number of times in the first half of the show. Um, before people get a little bit confused, Matt, do you want to explain what that means?
1: Yeah, especially as it has too many S sounds in it, yeah. so it makes it rather hard to say. Um, without going too far into the whole complexity of... Of it, which of course is another way of saying, I don't understand it. Uh, (laughs) Senescence happens when uh, cells stop dividing. The cells themselves don't die, they remain active, they're mostly functional. But as these aging cells accumulate in your tissue, they can release uh, harmful enzymes and inflammation causing proteins that damage the healthy cells around them, Mm -hmm. which is why there's a link between senescent cells and so many age related. uh, diseases and conditions like arthritis, as well as the cell mutations that lead to cancer. As I mentioned before the break, a lot of these aging-focused startups are working on methods to reprogram these senescent cells or to formulate drugs that essentially flush them out of the body.
0: So we mentioned some of the studies and breakthroughs briefly before the break. Um, Can we look at some of the work these startups are doing and, and what it might mean?
1: Yeah, so we'll stick with those senescent cells. Um, I mentioned the the findings at the Mayo Clinic earlier. Uh, yeah. That uh, Basically, that's um, what have been termed senolytic drugs. Uh, these things can flush out the senescent cells in mice mm-hmm. and improve their physical health and extend their lifespans. There's been a lot of interest in this area since about, I think, 2015 when it became evident that it was possible to remove those aging cells, scientists have since been working on ways to make the drugs more precise, make them more effective, so that they only target those specific zombie cells and leave the healthy cells unharmed.
0: How did you manage to work zombies into this?
1: I mean, that's genuinely what they're calling senescent cells, zombie cells. Did I, I didn't mention that earlier. No, (laughs) okay. Not like me to miss the the good zombie connection. So, a a team at the UK's University of Leicester published a study uh, last fall showing breakthrough uh, or showing this breakthrough in targeted senolytics. The study author, um, Dr. Salvador uh, Massip, was quoted in New Atlas as saying that the first generation of senolytics these senolytic drugs they -hmm. have a kind of scattergun approach you know they, they hit everything and they do bring with them quite a number of side effects their breakthrough was to develop a drug that can identify the membrane marker of these senescent cells and that way the drugs only deliver their payload of toxins to those zombie cells in fact they're actually describing it as a smart bomb my word a a smart bomb to destroy zombies are we on the same show (laughs) i know know how it sounds and i'm not making this up so their their tests of cell cultures in the lab showed that the senescent cells were eradicated without damage to the healthy cells around them just a month before that study was published there was a breakthrough in managing age-related back pain at the thomas jefferson university in philadelphia They were performing clinical trials with uh, two senolytic drugs, and I'm not going to be able to pronounce these correctly, dasatinib and uh, quercetin, which were developed to treat scarred lung tissue. They're still in clinical trials for Mm -hmm. for that purpose. They wanted to see what effect these drugs would have on spinal degeneration. So they tested the drugs on young, middle-aged, and elderly mice, and they were surprised to find that the results were most marked in the younger rodents, uh, as well as the middle-aged mice, they actually found less degeneration in the spinal discs as the mice aged compared with uh, control groups of the same age mice given a placebo. They expected to find that the biggest difference would be in the elderly mice uh, because they have the most senescent cells. But of Mm. course, the opposite was the case. So this actually suggests... New pathways for preventative treatments for long term back pain.
0: Yeah, I I think there was also a, a study related to diabetes, right?
1: Yeah, again, uh, coming out at the tail end of 2021, uh, published by the University of Connecticut, another word I can't pronounce, uh, senescent cells play a role in uh, type 2 diabetes because uh, they can alter the way our cells process proteins and sugars Mm -hmm. uh, using those same two experimental drugs. Why is today full of words? I can't say. (laughs) Dasatinib and quercetin. The Connecticut, I've done that to myself, Connecticut team was able to clear uh, senescent fat cells in obese mice and alleviate the insulin resistance that it was creating. So the hope is that these drugs, that I'm not going to say the names of ever again, could be used to make uh, human fat healthy, something that could help to prevent the development of type 2 diabetes and of course reduce the risks for people already suffering from it.
0: Now all of this is making that 3 billion US dollars in funding for Altos uh, look like a smart investment.
1: Yeah, so the three studies I just mentioned all came out in the last half of 2021 I think between September and November. So mm. you can see how rapidly the sector is both Innovating and progressing. And actually, Mm -hmm. there were two or three others that I didn't mention because we don't have time. And it isn't all about uh, senescence. Um, Another area that uh, Altos is going to be focusing on is the body's ISR, its immune stress response. Now, the ISR is a bit like a command and control system that maintains equilibrium, homeostasis in your body's cells. Your body gets stressed when you have an infection or if you experience a a, a shortage of oxygen, for example, if you have something like a traumatic brain injury, or the cells are deprived of amino acids or glucose. It's a a signaling system, effectively, which can reboot and reprogram your cells so that it better copes with those uh, new threats and you know, uh, the things that are going on. Mm -hmm. And in extreme cases, it shuts the uh, cell down. It's kind of like an auto-destruct mechanism. Mm. Uh, But ISR can itself contribute to conditions like Alzheimer's. For example, if it triggers cells to respond to a virus or other emergency, it may then fail to return them back to their normal state. And in tissue like the brain, those misbehaving or wrongly functioning cells can wreak their own damage that leads to things like Alzheimer's.
0: Uh, In instances of conditions like traumatic brain injury as well.
1: Yeah, that that type of thing. So one of the researchers that Altos has recruited to run its San Francisco unit is a guy called Peter Walter. Mm -hmm. He made a breakthrough in 2020 with a study at the University of California, San Francisco, with a drug that reversed age-related mental decline in mice called ISRIB, I-S-R-I-B. It uh, showed the rapid restoration of uh, cognitive abilities in elderly mice. And it also demonstrated that some types of brain degeneration may result from a a blockage in the cells rather than a, a complete loss of capacity. So it's not actually the brain itself that's damaged. So it suggests that that normal functioning of the brain is still possible, but that the stress response has triggered changes that block that, you know, day-to-day functioning of the cells. Mm-hmm. The hope is that the breakthrough with uh, isrib could eventually lead to treatments for conditions as varied as traumatic brain injury, Down syndrome, noise-related hearing loss, Alzheimer's, prostate cancer, and diabetes. Again, just to name a few. So those are areas that we're likely to see Altos researching and collaborating with other institutes and partners to, to move forward.
0: Uh, but Altos Labs will still focus on um, cellular programming, right?
1: Yeah, that's part of its core vision. So this is another example from the Guardian piece I mentioned earlier. Altos has uh, also recruited Nobel Prize winning stem cell researcher, Professor Shinya Yamanaka. Uh, Back in 2006, uh, he discovered that by activating four genes in harvested skin cells in a lab, he could put those cells back to an embryonic state. And in that embryonic state, they could be used to grow different kinds of body tissue. So there was a hope that this technology could be harnessed to create essentially spare parts for the body.
0: Um, Are you going to give me another zombie reference now?
1: I'm honestly not making any of this stuff up, and it's not pseudoscience. You know, all of this is is real. You know, he was creating a spare parts toolkit. Um, One of Yamanaka's subsequent breakthroughs was in using the approach to create healthy muscle tissue that could be used to treat sufferers of muscular dystrophy. One of the drawbacks of the process uh, is that the reprogrammed cells can get confused about what it is they're supposed to replicate, and that can lead to the growth of tumors. Mm. So a lot of the focus of Altos and scientists like Professor Yamanaka and this dream team that the company has assembled will be to develop drugs that, you know, they dial back the clock on those cells, but they don't dial it back so far that you're likely to get these mutations.
0: Right. Um, Medical research is expensive, and we know that the results are often uncertain. Why do you think there's so much money flooding into this kind of research right now?
1: Well, on the one hand, there are the personal obsessions of some very wealthy people who are looking to extend their lifespan, or at least to improve their life as they head into old age. You know, if I was to become... A billionaire i'd be a pretty old billionaire and you <laughs> want to be young if you're going to enjoy that kind of money but mm-hmm. more than that it's actually for the very reasons that you highlighted drug and treatment research is often very specific you know um, look at the coronavirus vaccines you develop those and pretty likely that they're not going to treat anything else they yeah. may not even be effective on mutations of the virus that they've been developed to fight with approaches like cellular programming and targeting senescent cells if these treatments work in one disease they're likely to work on a number of other conditions so that's a bit like having a universal patent for a cure-all medicine or treatment regime mm-hmm. uh, not only is that going to be you know enormously beneficial it will be enormously valuable so i'm not here to you know argue the toss between profit and benefit to society. I imagine different investors in these groups and these operators, they have their own different end goals. Mm. But what we do have here is the potential within a relatively short space of time to develop effective and safe treatments, which can turn back time in terms of the effect it has on our bodies, which of course should be your cue to play Cher's Mm -hmm. horrifying power ballad as the walking dead swarm around
0: us (laughs) i refuse to play that song thank you very much for that though man that was that was fascinating really interesting stuff
1: thank you and hopefully i'll be younger by the time uh, i speak to you next week (laughs)
0: <laughs> Let's hope so. Uh, folks, you can find Matt on Instagram and Twitter at Culture Matt or subscribe to the Culture Pop newsletter on Substack for more information about these shows. And if you missed these show uh, this show, don't forget you can download the podcast a little bit later on uh, wherever you normally download your podcast from. We recommend using the BFM app. It's available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. This has been Matt Splained and I've been Rich Bradbury here on BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Thank you for listening
1: to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to BFM.my or find us on iTunes.